Welcome to the Buy Box Bandits Podcast. What's up? Welcome back to the Buy Box Bandits Podcast presented by Selleramp. Make sure you get a free trial if you haven't already, selleramp.com. Right there today we have Jamar Johnson, who's a NYC-based wholesale seller. 2.3 mil in the last 12 months as well as a lot of good twitter banter with the boys and all that so thanks for joining us man thank you thank you guys thanks for having me it's been a long time coming and i was gonna say <laughs> happy to be here happy to be a guest on, on the buy box bandits podcast we've been trying to get this pod scheduled for months if not longer <laughs> yeah 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 uh miles has reached out to me a few times and obviously q4 is hectic for all of us so sure. i'm glad we finally made it happen Sounds good. So you want to take us back to the beginning, how you got into all the madness that we all know and love today? Yeah, sure. So pretty much I've been selling on Amazon since August of 2017. Prior to that, I was uh, I graduated college in 2015 and I was working a sales role in New York City, um, which played a role in um, getting wholesale accounts. And, I, and I'll get into that later. But um, yeah, so I mean, I was killing at the sales job, you know, first job out of college and everything like that. And pretty much the concept of making money online in general just fascinated me, intrigued me. And I was just trying to figure out how people were doing it or what was out there and things like that. So did a lot of research, you know, affiliate marketing was something that came up and I kind of started with that. Sold some things on eBay, offer up, that kind of stuff. and. You know how our phones kind of listen to our conversations and then the advertisements play out? Uh, so, unfortunately, I do know. <laughs> yep, yep. So eventually I was scrolling through Facebook and a uh, advertisement for an Amazon seminar came across by a guy named Adam Ginsberg with a company called Internet Mastery. And for all intents and purposes, he is my guru. But long story short, I went to that three-day seminar and it was awesome. It was in the city in Manhattan. Um, learned a lot of the basics on how to sell on Amazon. And then I signed up for their coaching program and software and things like that. And the rest is history. Pretty much started doing retail arbitrage and online arbitrage in the first three to six months, I will say. And then from there, I just converted to full time and worked my way into wholesale from there. So been full time since you could say April, May of 2018. And so for context, when was that seminar? Was that in 18? The seminar was around August of 2017. Oh, okay. so you went, you got into it really hard then. Yeah, full-time within six months. You were getting after it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, at the time, you know, I was able to make the sacrifice because I didn't have any kids and you know or a mortgage or anything like that or any real responsibilities <laughs> today though i do have a six-month-old daughter and i just bought a home all thanks to amazon like that love it yeah thank you thank you so um yeah you know it, it was just the i saw it as a time to capitalize and take advantage yeah. to just go all the way with it it was more of a what do i have to lose kind of moment yeah, like everywhere to go, bro. Like everyone listening to this, if you're young, like we are, like, especially if you don't have a ton of responsibility, like the sky is the limit. Like, and the other option is most likely doing something you don't want to do for 40 years. 
Yeah. Like that's what is the, is the other option in many cases, obviously there's, you know, tons of other stuff and everything, but on that point, just one more thing, like people will go in and do retail arbitrage one day and be like, bro, I couldn't imagine doing this for 10 years. Like, that's not how it works. You transcend up, you like stuff gets easier as you go. You know what I mean? Like you, you probably in, in 10 minutes, like this week, you'll buy more product than you did in two months, you know, a couple of years back. At least. Yeah, exactly. Without a doubt. Yep. So, um, even in one week, I'll spend more than I spent in my first year type of thing. Like that's how much I've been able to build through wholesale yeah. and stuff like that. Okay. So, so yeah. let, let's, uh, let's start by kind of digging into that first call a year of you building up. You talked about, so offline, you said, OA is your, your weak point, right? Yes. But you started with RA and OA. What did that operation look like in the beginning? And then how did you grow off the bat? Yeah, so the very beginning pretty much consisted of me coming home from work because I was still working my nine to five and things like that. Um, And just getting on the computer and sourcing. Pretty much I was doing a lot of, I was killing it with candles from Bath and Body Works. (laughs) I was getting some stuff from GameStop here and there, just getting deals and um, coupon stacking and that kind of stuff for the first, that was my first Q4. So I started at a really great time you know, starting in August, leading up into Q4 of 2017. And then just kept doing what was working at the time, what was working. And then I was transitioning from, well, yeah, so Monday to Friday after work, hit the computer for a couple of hours, just sourcing, put some orders in. Um, and during the weekends, I would have the free time to actually go out and, and do some retail arbitrage, um, get some product really quickly, and just build it from there, getting the, making sure that this, this stuff actually worked. And from there, you know, that Q4 wrapped up and everything went pretty good for the first Q4. Obviously, I made some mistakes here and there like we all do. Uh, still do, right? I mean, that's yeah. not changing <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, there's bound, something is bound to kind of just go left out of the 10 decisions we make, you know, one or two may not go as we planned. So that's business. Um, But in that point leading into the new year, I was transitioning to a new job. And the biggest difference for me was that I was working a sales job from 830 to 430. And it was very flexible in the way that I was able to do like sales meetings, and my day would end a little bit earlier. But I transitioned to a new job that was not as flexible and it was a longer day from 8 to 6, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Just sitting at a desk at a cubicle. Um, you know, every, everyone was cool and everything like that. But I think it was like leading somewhere in the middle of the first week or the ending of the first week. I kind of was starting to slip on Amazon. I opened up my app and I was still getting sales. I was like, whoa, like. I forgot about like, I was still, I'm still doing this, <laughs> and, but I'm so caught up in the new job and everything like that, that I, I was just slipping a little bit. And long story short, my second week into the new job that Monday, I went to lunch. I went to work and I went to lunch and it was just this crazy, you know, do or die moment that I went to lunch and I didn't come back <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, man, I'm going all the way with this. Like, this is the time for me to do it. So um, I wish I would have done it differently, but it was really just an emotional thing. Um, 
that's just how bad I wanted it at the time. I really wanted to to make it work. And yeah, so I just took the, now I had my entire day to actually go out and I was doing heavy retail arbitrage, um, some all way, but eventually that kind of slipped. Um, and then I finally was working my way into wholesale. I went to ASD that July, I believe it was a hot summer in 2018. And, um, I met with a few wholesalers that I'm actually still, I'm working with one of them that is like my top wholesaler today. So been working with him since 2018. That's and then awesome. you, history from there. You quit your job, right? But at that time you were still doing all right away. So yes. you did, was your vision to build up that business or you just knew inevitably you would transition and build and scale into wholesale. So what was your end plan while you quit? I won't say I had an end plan. It was kind of just, I'm going to figure this thing out as I go thing, you know? Um, so I was just doing a lot of, a lot of RA and you know, the, the places we all know, right? Like the Marshalls, the TJ Maxx's getting mm -hmm. ungated in brands, um, the wholesale clubs. And I was just seeing a lot of proof that way of the business and everything was, was working for, for me at the time. And yeah, but things really took off once. Oh, I actually used to do a lot of Trader Joe's. Like I used to kill it with Trader Joe's. <laughs> you but, can uh, the way people talk about certain flips, oh just like the way we talk about the flowies, you can just see it in their eyes and how they talk about stuff. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, and I was I was really, you know, I had a great relationship with them that I was kind of placing wholesale orders with them, like one case of this, one case of that. But eventually one day I had one day I had a uh, an order and I went to pick it up and the manager was like, sorry, man, like we can't sell it to you for resale, um, whatever. But I'm grateful for the experience because at that point I already kind of had the gist of placing an order and, and um, forecasting how many I can sell of an ASIN. So when I was actually working with wholesalers, it kind of just was I already had the blueprint you could say or that experience so mm -hmm. yeah but hey if I go to Trader Joe's and I'm shopping man I'll, I'll throw in a shampoo yeah. here oh, then, you know yeah my, my parents <laughs> raised me better than a not to I'm sure you boys yeah. can agree man like the easy one <laughs> yep yep well, pay for my groceries so yeah for sure bro and what does the operation look like currently are you doing everything in-house warehouse prep center like are you because you're in man or uh, you're in New York area, so there's a lot of local stuff. Yeah, so all of my wholesalers are basically local, um, so everything is locally sourced, and my operation is. I bought my house right to raise my daughter and, and my family and have my family and everything, um, but I specifically wanted to find the perfect house with a big enough basement to work out of. So it's all me. Um, I did have a warehouse at a point, rented a warehouse at a point, but um, it wasn't very cost efficient for me. I figured why not invest in a house that I can work out of and raise my family in. So I have a pretty solid space-wise basement that I can work out of and, and it's going pretty sweet for me, so. Yeah. So how, does, how did you find, call it the first five to 10 wholesale accounts that you, that you originally found? So the very first wholesaler that I found was 
Well, I found a few of them was at ASD. Mm -hmm. um, I went to ASD in July of 2018. And the funny part was that, or the ironic part is that that wholesaler is in the same city as me, but I had to go all the way to Vegas to meet him. And we still laugh about that today. All right. So definitely recommend everyone go to ASD. It's just a big networking opportunity. Um, from there, though, my wholesaler was in a basically an industrial part of my city where there's a bunch of wholesalers out there. So from there, I went to my actual wholesalers warehouse, which led me to, you know, check out other wholesalers in the area. So I'm working with around four wholesalers in that area. But that one wholesaler led me to the rest. Yeah, it's crazy. Conveniently. Being a real person, talking to people, not afraid to yeah. shake their hand, talk to them. It's crazy that that's what works. Not yeah. just there, cold emailing, not personalized, no value. It's crazy that doing, but that doesn't scale. You can't go meet every supply. Dude, like it's, it's, that's the stuff that works. You know, like the person. No, I agree. I agree. I always stuff. say you, you, you have to, and I'm sorry for cutting you off, but I always say you have to get out there and just shake some hands and put names to faces. Um, unfortunately, calling and emailing the virtual way is the most convenient, but probably the less efficient or effective for us just because they're getting bombarded with calls and everything like that. So, you know, you can make it more of an impact by actually going in there and meeting them. So... And then current operation, are you actively sourcing new wholesalers? So I, I haven't actively sourced a new wholesaler in honestly a few months, just because I've been so um, busy with my existing wholesalers, right? Like my wholesalers now, they just deliver the inventory to me, the palace to me and everything like that. And pretty much... Um, I apologize if you guys hear my dog, but I had to no, you're good. out of the room, but, um, yeah, so I just haven't really had the the time to look for new wholesalers just because I'm so caught up with everything I've built up until now. And, you know, it's kind of like, why look for more wholesalers if you're, right. if you barely have time to get everything out from what you already have and everything like that. So. I do intend, like they're, one of my wholesalers now, I st still have to go through their entire catalog um, and see everything else that they have. But um, yeah, I haven't looked for a new wholesaler in a while just because it probably wouldn't make sense to put more on my plate right. at the time. Yeah. And so now going through those catalogs, maybe the first or second time, was there profitable products and in inventory right off the bat? Or was that something you had to like kind of massage the relationship, negotiate pricing and, and um, work on that catalog and, and relationship? How did that work for you? So my, so really the only supplier that I work with that has a catalog, that's probably my newest supplier, but my initial suppliers that I started my business with, they actually didn't even have catalogs like it's a cash and carry type of style meaning that you're actually going in there and you know the products are all laid out for you to touch and feel and look at and everything like that and you're just physically scanning them um, researching them on your phone using the tools right keep a seller ramp um, whatever it is that you use 
And through trial and error and with time and test orders, I was able to build up my catalog of their products. So they didn't even have catalogs for me to comb through and their website was outdated. So it was just really like putting in the work, the time, the grit, trial and error, test orders and everything like that. So you mean this Amazon thing is actual work? It's not as easy as people make it seem. Unfortunately, unfortunately, yeah. You, just send, yeah. <laughs> send everything to Amazon for you on a silver platter and everything, man. Right? Yeah, man. It it, it really is. You know, you, you have to put in that intention, that time, that focus. Um, all has to be there because no one's gonna hand it to you. So so how are you getting stuff from these local suppliers? Are you driving the box truck? Are they dropping it off to the crib? What's what's the, the operation with that? So before I had the crib, um, I was just picking everything up, literally just going in my um, my SUV, physically going there, loading up the, the, the car, coming back to my... Um, and before I had a crib, I was renting a um, kind of like a big enough garage to work out of. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was all me just picking everything up, coming back to the shop, back packaging everything up, rinse and repeat, right? So um, everything has been pretty hands-on. I was able to hire like my cousins that are in high school and, and they helped me a ton through their summers um, to package. And, and that was a, a, a huge help for me. Um, but yeah, pretty much all me, you know, it's not really laptop lifestyle over here it's all hands-on um boxes labels stickers and i'm not working with a prep center right now either so yeah it's all and how are you what's your inventory management process look like in terms of restocks reorders that whole the whole nine nights with that well uh, well when some inventory is running out and it's a replan I'll let my supplier know that, hey, you know, I'm running out. I'm ready to go for a restock. And I tend to give them a heads up before I run out. Mm -hmm. Um, I always talk money, though. You know, I don't really talk in terms of the um, amount of inventory I need. I say, hey, I have 100,000 coming in and I'm willing to spend that with you. And then I'll let them do the the work in terms of uh, the restocking. Right. Because uh, it's a number of different SKUs, probably like 10 different SKUs. And sometimes he can't get every SKU on a restock. Maybe he'll get like five of those or seven of those or whatever. Um, So that's kind of how I built my relationship with him, just talking in terms of um, my anticipated payouts and letting him know that way. And that's the dude that rocks with you heavy from all the years. Yes. Heavy, heavy, (laughs) man. I mean, at this point, we're like, like, if I have a wedding, he's going to be invited, Five, five. <laughs> you know, like, that's how that's how cool we are. Got you. And then what's uh like, so you said the bottleneck right now is time and everything. Yes, bottleneck is time what's the plan to fix that then get him on the hot seat here. Um, honestly, I need to jump on the the employee um, <laughs> wave, you know, um, people always ask me, why don't you hire somebody? Why don't you hire somebody? it's like, right now I'm doing this out of my basement. So to have someone coming in my home is kind of weird. I know that once I jump into an actual warehouse and that is becoming more of a realization for me that I need a warehouse just because 
I'm getting more inventory. I'm getting pallets. I have to like jump through my basement to get to different products and stuff like that. Um, that's probably the the solution for that for sure. And I just been fighting it off just because I'm uh, such a control freak, but that's that I would say is the solution. You should hit up the uh, the homie Larry Labarski. I'm pretty sure he has a couple of warehouses near you. Oh yeah, he's a beast. He's a beast. He's out Have of you a, met him in person. Not in person. I will. I've I've probably had the chance, but he's out of Brooklyn, which is not too far. Um, yeah. Not too sure if he's still there, but yeah, he's a machine. That you guy. should message him. You should pull up to his warehouse and say what's up. I should, he right? He definitely would have you over. Absolutely yeah. have you over. Definitely. Yeah. I'm actually a part of his um community. Like, oh, even better. And everything. Yeah, bro. I, oh, you yeah. have to you have to pull up. Yeah. Oh, he, Larry's awesome, man. Yeah. Do you think locally is the vibe for wholesale? Like for anyone, especially that lives in like a, around a major city? Definitely. If you if you're in a major city, um, it's easier to find suppliers that way. I understand that people that are more in rural areas have challenges with finding suppliers but if, when you're in a major city um like new york city or new jersey suppliers are everywhere like it's hard to miss them and with that you know you can just meet so many different ones and not everyone's gonna not all of them are gonna be for you but it's a numbers game right just going through them see which ones have products that you can sell and go from there but in terms of picking up inventory is probably the most efficient and that's why I don't really work with prep centers because for me to buy a couple of pallets and then have it shipped to a prep center, it's just an added cost. Um, so yeah. Gotcha. And that, I, well, you could always like, the nice thing is you always have that option too. You know what I mean? That you have yeah. the skill set of getting new suppliers and, and everything as well. Any VAs or anything, or it's like just a one. No, I actually would love to incorporate that into oh, my business yeah, yeah that'll be just easy. for wholesale yeah and, and that'll get you like thinking delegation wise too yes yeah absolutely absolutely like if i can have someone you know somebody that's proficient in getting wholesale accounts or just um opening accounts that would be a huge help for sure getting some catalogs in sourcing them that kind of stuff do you guys use vas yeah, definitely. Like we have a VA that'll edit this YouTube, and then I actually think pretty sure I'm hiring a sourcing VA today, as, a, as okay. well. Yeah, gotcha. and then so as you were coming up, was it mainly on your own, or do you have a squad kind of the way we have a squad of like Amazon seller friends? No, no, man. I mean, it was really well. I mean, to be transparent, like I mentioned, um, Adam Ginsberg and Internet Mastery. Yeah. So you know, that's kind of my squad. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but there a lot of them are like out of Canada. So I have a, a lot of Canadian friends. I'm super grateful for them. Um, and some are throughout the US. So that was really my squad. And um, it wasn't really until like after the pandemic or right before that you kind of saw a boom in social media. Um, and you saw a lot of a lot of new sellers networking and everything like that. And it's something I love to see. Um, but probably my best friend in this Amazon world is Q from his uh, Instagram name is Insane FBA Hustle. Cool. And, is uh, he another New York? I, he's, he's Jersey, isn't he? No, he's actually um, he's actually in the south, southeast, somewhere 
from Miami, but I believe he's he's in Atlanta. Um, so him and I, you know, we've just communicated a lot and and um, brainstormed a lot in terms of ideas, back and forth, and that kind of stuff. And yeah, so he's probably my my bestest friend. We um we went to an event. I don't know if it was ASD. We went to the 10X event, the Grand Cardone event, right before the pandemic. So yeah, but. I'm always looking to network. That's why I'm in like the, I joined Larry Labarsky's group and I'm in a new um, community, this guy named Sirtech. He oh, has that dude. Yeah. I was just DMing with that dude about, cause he's in New York too. I, we want to do a podcast with him. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's, he, he's a great guy. Great guy. He, he does a lot of wholesale as well. And he has a wholesale community that I jumped in there just to network oh, as well. Yeah, and everything sure. like that. Yeah. So, and then, yeah, so what's been the hardest thing with wholesale compared to RA and OA? Like, what was the biggest, like, shell shock? Or did you just do it, like, gradually? Like, you didn't just, like, cut and dry change one day, or did you just slowly transition? Um, The hardest thing about about wholesale? Yeah, just in general. Yeah, like, what do you think? Because you obviously, I'm sure, being, like, one of the wholesale resources online, you probably get a ton of DMs of people that are struggling with it or that think it's oh. really hard to get into. I think... I guess a challenge that I was able to overcome eventually was uh, funding. Mm, you know, I didn't expect you to say that. Yeah. So once you're opening accounts and now you have access to all of these, these different products, right? You need the funding. So eventually I was able to grow my funding and that was probably one of the areas of improvement that I focused on in 2022 was looking for all of the different ways to get funding. And, and it's probably one of the most areas for me that I'm most enthusiastic about. You know, all the funding that's available to us as small businesses, mm-hmm. um, small business funding and small business credit cards are way more generous than a personal credit card. You know, if yep. you open a Chase credit card on your personal, you'll get like two, 3,000. But wow. if you get one for a business, they may give you 30, 40,000 just, you know, right away kind of thing. Um, what are some of your go-to credit cards for your business? My favorite is my, um, I'm a cash back guy. So yeah, facts, love facts, my, facts, facts. I love cash back. I know people love miles and like, oh, you can. Um, it's so much work dealing with all that stuff, dude. Just, it is. Yeah, place it another is. order and you'll make like 2X, you know, like in right. a sustainable manner. Then you need to convert your miles to the right airline and all this other stuff. I just like cash, man. Give me the cash and I'm good to go. But um, I use my favorite card is the Chase Unlimited Inc., the cash one. And then there's a Chase Unlimited Inc. Business Preferred, which is more of a points-based card. Um, I recently got the Amex Platinum. And that one is really more for miles. Um, But you can convert, you know, you can redeem your purchases and that kind of stuff but i'm straight up cash guy right like i I like to use the cash back to in invest into stocks or just to pay for my my um you know stupid purchases like video games (laughs) or whatever it is or i'll like go on a date night with the lady that kind of stuff you know so and so um uh, uh, fast forward to 2023. What's what's your game plan? Is there a specific revenue number, profit number you're shooting for? Um, 
my my game plan is to sustain everything that I've been able to to um build on up until now like ASINs and product wise mm-hmm. um really my goal is to take my Amazon money and invest into another business type or into another asset that brings me cash flow like I'm very passionate about REITs um got it in I, the wild yeah yeah. Yep. And, and you may see me talking about them on Twitter here and there. Um, I got it on the bio. Yep. So I love REITs because, you know, it's like real estate, but virtually, and they pay you every single month. Um, and if you put enough money in there, you'll get, you know, enough cash to, to pay some bills and here and there. Um, but um, business wise, I'm kind of um, in a place where I'm like, okay, chilling. I'm chilling, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just one guy. I don't want to grow the business to where I have this huge warehouse and I have 10 employees and I need to pay for their, um, you know, their benefits and their social security and, and, um, health insurance and all this stuff. I'm perfectly fine where I am now as a one man band type of thing. And just explore my options in terms of what else is out there with the Amazon money that I've been able to to um accumulate and stuff so love it that's that's why i'm like what's out there sweet that's good stuff and then what's the most you've ever spent in a single purchase order the most i ever spent on a single purchase order was around 70 some odd thousand 74 thousand and then what's your criteria in that like what are you looking at to decipher a good product like minimum profit per unit minimum rank or minimum sales per month how are you thinking about all that stuff for the listeners that are looking to get that first wholesale ace and then are looking to qualify sometimes then your hour each for personally i like velocity so um and if it has if an asin has velocity and a good profit um per sale that's a plus but um obviously profit per unit and i just want to get it in and, and get it out so a lot of the products that i'm selling are from national brands and the good thing about them is that they sell very quickly and um, the profit is good. So, I mean, profit wise, I'll, the lowest I'll probably go is 15%, but the, the, if I'm going that low, it's just because the volume is just the R- ROI, ROI, the ROI margin. Um, the, R- the ROI. ROI. Yeah. yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. 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 But I really, really like products with volume. Right. So, you know, if you can send in 5,000 of something and sell out of it in a month, you know, and that's just one ASIN, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. And when you combine the, the speed of it selling, of how it's selling, and the profit per unit, you know, that's, those are probably my two biggest things. But And how, well, how low will you go from an actual per, uh, profit per unit perspective? Are you talking like above a dollar, two dollars, cents? What is the, uh, the threshold there? Um, it really depends on the cost, right? Mm-hmm. Like if yep. I'm buying something for $3 and, and that's just the, I don't think I've ever done this, but just to, you know, yep. hypothetically, if I'm buying something for $3 and I'm making a dollar 50, in essence, that's 50%, right? But, um, if I'm spending $26 on something, I don't want to make a dollar on it or, course, yeah, yeah. you know, type of thing. So that's kind of like a pass for me so it's always relative to how much the item costs me um and i'll go from there but 
the lowest, you know, I, I have a product that costs that cost me three seventy five, and I'll make like two dollars. Actually, went up. Shout um, big shout out to Small and Light. Twelve dollars, oh, right? Nice. Yeah. Yeah, 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 man. That, I don't know. Have you guys been able to incorporate that yet, or not with OA yet? But yeah, not really. Wholesale, if I do wholesale in the future, yeah, that'll definitely be in the game plan. Yeah, I'm I'm 100% a prep center, so small and light isn't super feasible when you're using a prep center. Um, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But gotcha. Okay. I mean, yeah. So to answer your question, is really relative to how much it costs me. Yeah. Um, the product. So, yeah, but um, you know, anywhere from 15% is probably the rock bottom. 10%, 15%. But um, I have products in all ranges, right? And that's the beauty of wholesale. Right. Is that there's all types of different products that you're, you're making um, 15%, 20%, 30%, um, 40, 50. Um, you know, no product is made equal in that way. So that's the beauty of it for sure. For sure. How are you repricing? I'm using Be Cool right now. I've been using it um, for, I've been using it for a couple of years now. And I'm hearing a lot of noise about Seller Snap. I expected yeah. you to say seller snap, man. Being wholesale, being high quantity, I expected you to say it, yeah. Yeah, I'm hearing a lot of noise about it. Um, the reason I haven't switched probably is because of I'm spoiled with my Chase credit card. So pretty much every single month, I'm able to redeem the points towards the Be Cool purchase. Mm. So my repricer is essentially free with my points. That's a that's a dumb way to think about it, I think, man. You got to test out the other one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely, definitely. I'll be honest with you. I got on the phone with them one time, and, and I wasn't quite where I was at now sales-wise. So the cost just sounded, you know, too expensive for me, uh, for my liking, I should say. Yeah. Um, and even today with the points, I can um, redeem it totally, you know, 100%, those $500 per month. Um yeah, so but but I'm using Be Cool and sometimes it is a pain in the ass, you know, because so um I'm seeing that no matter what setting you use, it will like price down. Um and that's that can be frustrating. Competition matters. Uh yeah, well oh, yeah, yeah, competition plays yeah. a role in that. Yeah, it's interesting. Like for example, for people listening that are maybe considering getting a repricer. I was selling an item for 30 bucks for like the last month. And this morning I started pumping it at 36 and I didn't lift a finger. It was just literally just the repricer going up and everything. Have you talked okay. to Javier, Javier from Miami at all? Javier from Miami. Uh, Lindo, no. Lindo, Amazon. Dude, you guys have such a similar model. You got to talk to him oh, he, yeah? in Miami, all local wholesales. Well, I think I'm mostly local wholesale. Okay. I Definitely, yeah, a really good dude. So we had we had him on an episode back in September, and then I actually went to his warehouse in Miami too when I was down there. So you you should connect with him for sure. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I saw you were in Miami some months back, and yeah. you connected with a bunch of guys out there. So that's pretty cool, man. The things you can do when you're not a dad, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Take so advantage. You, yeah. Are you doing a lot of like the New York City trade shows or anything, or are you just like pretty chilling off, off the current supplier stack? I'm pretty chilling off the current suppliers right now employees, um, man. You, gotta, huh? you gotta get the employees in there man so we can I do. Up. yeah man for sure um i'm actually very eager to to hit a trade show it's been a while um the only one that i know of off the top of my head in new york is a the toy trade show that's everything yeah, yeah there's quite some others that i feel like you know there's well it's gotta be and everything yeah no definitely definitely i know there's some in, in like philadelphia 
Um, there's a really good one. I forget the name of it, but there's a really good one in Chicago too. Oh, okay. Yeah, yes. sometime in the summer. Yeah, I got it. We'll all be going to. Um, so we go to ASD every year in the the fall. Okay. Never been in the February, August. but yeah, we'll we'll all be going down in the fall or August. Yeah, August. Anyone, it's gonna be a party, man. Where everyone's going in uh, in August, that'll be fun. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and and get over there. Um, oh, yes, yeah, so we'll get to link up then for sure. For sure. Sure, for sure. Sounds good. Um, so okay, what's the game plan? Let's say for the listener, and what you can't say locally based. Okay, okay. the guy who lives in rural Iowa, how's yeah. he getting his first wholesale supplier? Are we cold calling, cold emailing, trade show, or like what? What do you think? Or uh, like Facebook groups potentially? What's kind of what? Do you, what do you think is the best game plan there? I think one game plan outside of the box is to look for. Look for your mom and pop stores around, like the closest shopping center that you live by, right? And look for who's delivering to them. Oh, love it! That that that's gangster. Yeah, that makes it yes. makes so much sense. Like an unbelievable amount of sense. You know, it's just like it's just a little. It's totally outside the box, though. Yes. Yeah, man. Um, I know. knew some flyers coming. He, yeah, he was here enough. Like that, dude. Like that. That's some. That's some game, man. Yeah, man. So. Um, that's probably the most, one of the, the most underrated ways to locate or identify a supplier is just seeing who's delivering to your local mom and pop stores, um, your local supermarkets. Like that's a big one, easy way to find a, a grocery, uh, supplier with replenishable products. Um, I found one that way. And of course you can, at that point, you know, after that, I would say to hit the phones, you're going to have to hit the phones because if they're not as accessible distance wise, then you have to do the the traditional way of just calling them, emailing them, that kind of stuff. But um, also too, if there's any products that you have in your home, look at the contact information or their address on the packaging. A lot of the times they have their phone number on there. And if you're lucky, their address and their warehouse is around you. That's happened to me too, where they're uh, a supplier, a brand direct supplier or a manufacturer, not even a third-party distributor. I was able to connect with them um, shopping at a supermarket and it was actually a mustard, right? And um, I saw that they were, their warehouses in my city and I just called them and it was just like, you know, there was no pushback there. It was just, just opened an account. They sent me their catalog. I put some orders in, um, simple, you know, hey, it's crazy how simple this business actually is. Yeah, dude, Just doing the works. You know what I mean? Like just doing yeah. the work is not, is not necessarily as simple. Another thing I just thought of is like, say a lot of people know someone that owns a restaurant in their town, right? You're something like yeah. that. You could also like, this is something I used to do back in the day for other uh, different like social media business I was trying to do. There's like a lot of local small business owner, Facebook groups and stuff like that. So there's mm-hmm. either a good chance to find suppliers in there or to find the people who are buying from suppliers and bribe them, like find <laughs> the guy who owns the grocery or just like try it costs you nothing to, you know, and that'd be like a quick way to do it too. go in Facebook, or small business owners of XYZ County Facebook group and just search like groceries, search beauty, you know, different things like that. And just try to go up the supply chain basically and, and see it, you know, outside the box way potentially. That's actually pretty cool. I wasn't even thinking about that, about yeah. the Facebook groups. So that's awesome. Um, and the reason I said to kind of stock the trucks that 
<laughs> deliver to your locals is because sometimes when you add, and this has happened to me, I, you know, I'll ask the local mom and pop vendor or the, the owner of the store, like, oh, hey, like, where do you get that product from? And they were like super hostile with me. I guess they were thinking I was going to be their competition or something. So <laughs> probably better to just look at the trucks or, and whenever you're driving, yeah. there's times where I'm just on the road driving and there's um, a truck of a distributor. So, yeah. And like thinking, even just thinking locally, like, dude, any grocery store, they're getting stuff from somewhere. They have to be yeah. and then, like, they have to, it, it has to be something like that. It's like, if you really like want it, like you'll find a way. And oh, like, sure. Yeah. So where can everyone find you on social media? So you can find me on social media, on Instagram, um, Amazon Hustle NYC. And my Twitter is Joe McJohnson. And that's kind of like the screen name when you're a kid. And and um, it doesn't sound professional. That's like my personal. But um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm talking business on there. I love talking business, money, lifestyle, mindset. Joe McJohnson and that's J-O-M-C. J-O-H-N-S-O-N on Twitter. Yep. And it'll be linked below as well. So thanks for hopping on long time. Come we'll definitely do another one of these in the future and everything, but uh, yep. anything else you want to say on the show? Oh man. I mean, thank you guys for having me. Um, yeah, we appreciate it. Thank you, yeah. man. It's, I really like your, I really like your stuff on the timeline, man. And you just pump more of it out. Like it's helping people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, man. No, thank you. And likewise, you guys, I can tell just, you know, from the outside looking in that you guys have positively impacted the seller community as a whole. So, you know, shout out to you guys, big props for sure. Appreciate that. You guys listening and we'll see you guys uh, tomorrow for another episode. Sounds good.